We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank wants to know how you reward yourself because they have cards that make every day more rewarding. Are you a points order, cashback guru, low intro APR lover? With U.S. Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Welcome to Rotowire's DFS MLB Podcast Wednesday edition. Hi there, baseball fans. I'm Paul Bruno. I'm joined once again by John McKechnie, and we love talking baseball, especially when it comes to stuff that isn't really top of mind. As we mentioned last week, John, you highlighted windy conditions that skewed some of the results uh, or potentially could and they wound up doing so uh, in some of the games last week with the information that we had that's a great tip to note for every day in fact when you play FanDuel baseball because weather is such an impact have you got any other pearls of wisdom that are top of mind from you today boy the uh, yeah the wind conditions from last week were, were something that I, I hadn't really seen before uh, you know it, it was you know present in you know it felt like five or six different ballparks and uh you know zach cozart uh, was a guy that that hit a home run out in wrigley that uh you know by Statcast, uh you know judging on his exit velocity and his launch angle it was a home run one percent of the time otherwise but because it had that 20 mile an hour wind boost behind it it was able to carry out and you know that obviously helped cozart's day uh, as far as today i don't think that weather is uh, necessarily as big of a factor here. I, I'm more thinking about my lineup construction as far as GPPs are concerned because, you know, Chris Sale is so far above uh, every other pitcher as far as this slate is concerned, this this main slate uh, here tonight. So, it, you know, he's kind of cost prohibitive at 11,800. 11, so that's almost Kershaw level here. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, so there's some kind of t- it's kind of tough to find value behind him. I know that there's a few guys I know that you'll uh, highlight here, but uh, it, you know it's going to be interesting to see how these lineups that that go sale uh, are able to kind of make up ground with with the value hitters today exactly you're gonna have to dig deep because that price tag puts them way above everybody else john so that's a great point and in constructing lineups we'll talk a little bit about that throughout the show and at the end particularly i have a question for you Uh, but before we get into our breakdown of top fan duel picks for tonight's games I want to invite our listeners to follow me, Paul Bruno, at Statsman22. And you can follow John at Johnny McKex. Uh, John's a great follow. I've learned a lot in the college football ranks from John. And, and he brings a great insight into the modern range of uh, baseball stats to every show that we do, too. I'm kind of older school and looking at the batter versus pitcher match, matchups. So between us, we, give, we hope we give you guys lots of food uh, for thought when yeah. we put together our lineups. And uh, before we get into that, though, though, John, we have to go through a quick preview of projected starters and the lines for tonight's game so why don't you kick us off with the games that start at seven o'clock 
All right, starting us off at Yankee Stadium, we got Luis Severino and the Yankees. Uh, they are heavy favorites, minus 195 with an 8.5 over-under, hosting uh, the Kansas City Royals. These guys are familiar. They faced each other, I believe, last week as well. Uh, so that's Jason Hamill on the mound for the Royals. That's a 7.05 start. Uh, the Washington Nationals, who uh, breezed through last night's game, they have Tanner Roark going on the hill, minus 147 favorites. The over-under there, 9.5 hosting the Mariners and Gavig- Sam Gaviglio. Uh, it's a 7.05 start. Uh, the Rockies are heading to Philadelphia uh, for the second game of their series there. They got Tyler Chatwood. Uh, they are slight road favorites at minus 125 against the Phillies, who I believe are closing in on the worst record in baseball, or they at least have the least wins in all of baseball. They got Jeremy Hellickson going on the hill. That's a 7.05 start. Then we're going to have the Angels with Ricky Nolasco uh, carrying a 4.01 ERA into Tampa Bay uh, to face Ramirez. Uh, he's got a 3.0 ERA. The, it's almost a push here. It's uh, the, the Rays are a slight home favorite at minus 107. Over under there is 8.5. And, and then moving up to Boston, we got uh, – Martin Perez and the Rangers going to uh, the Red Sox, going against Chris Sale. Uh, Red Sox, heavy, heavy home favorites, uh, minus 248. That's an 8.0 uh, over under there. All right. And uh, the, the later games, well, another one at 710 has the aforementioned Jared Cozart. He have the home run uh, at New York to face the Mets. And Robert, Robert Geiselman is a two and three mark with a bloated 675 ERA. Could mean some runs against the home side tonight. They're favored by a minus 138 on the money line. And the over-under set at nine. They're expecting a lot of runs there, John. Another game where there could be a heck of a lot of offenses. The next one, the Pirates throwing Trevor Williams against Atlanta and Julio Tehran, the steadiest of the Atlanta starters, despite that 547 ERA. He's, uh, his team is favored at minus 123 with a 9.5 over under. Again, an, an, another game with a large run total expected there. Uh, one uh, that's not so long in terms of the, uh, over, uh, the run scored projection is the Giants with Matt Moore against the Cubs and Kyle Hendricks. Uh, uh, minus 181 favoring the Cubs. And uh, the money, the over/under set at seven flat. So uh, the next game we have Daniel Norris and his two and three mark a 4.81 ERA against Houston and Charlie Morton, who has been striking out a ton of ba- batters lately, but he's still finding a way to give up four runs or so every mm-hmm. start. Uh, his team is favored a minus 171 the over under set at nine for that one another one it could be a slug fest and finally the cardinals with mike leak at the dodgers and uh, hill uh, who's got three starts under his belt he's uh, favored at minus 152 the over under set at seven and a half there, there's two pitchers in this game that are really on fire right now and uh, i'm picking one of them in my lineup so i'll save that one for a little bit later john uh let's get into it beginning with our starting pitcher outlook uh, we'll go to the FanDuel board and you mentioned that the top you have chris sale why don't we talk a little bit about the big lefty well chris sale i i used him in uh my tournament lineups on, on friday and he wasn't quite as highly owned as i was anticipating and i think tonight might be a similar case where people are a little bit off of him because uh they, they're a little bit afraid of those of that texas offense which is completely understandable and i think that the fact that he's so cost prohibitive for the rest of your lineup compared to these other pitchers, I think that might drive down sales ownership a little bit. So I do like his GPP upside a little bit today. And he's just been like unbelievable at home uh, so far this year. He's striking out pretty much uh, six batters for every one that he's walking. Uh, he's struck out 52 batters at Fenway and just 37 innings pitched. Uh, he's got a sub two ERA a in a whips well under one. So, I mean, he's really not letting anybody uh, get on base and he's really limiting the damage if he ever does there. So I really do like sale tonight, even if it is, you know, a rather tough matchup on paper there. Yeah. You mentioned on paper in terms of the limited head to head between the sale and the Rangers, the Rangers batters have faced him for a total of 80 at bats. John, listen to this nine hits in total. Ooh. Only three for extra bases. The strikeout-to-walk ratio is 37 strikeouts. He's striking half of, half of the batters out, walking only seven. The batting average, 112. OBP, 193. Slugging, 186. The OPS, 379. These are, these are uh, fantasy sport numbers. Uh, 
to die for. And, and so if you're afraid of sale before what John said, maybe you're heartened a little bit by what I just threw in there. Uh, certainly you're going to pay for it, though, and I, you'll have guys like Mickey Mouse batting in your lineup uh, because <laughs> of the money you're spending on, on the big lefty. But True. Uh, beyond him, John, take us into the next range of, of pitchers. Let's say the next four or five guys uh, down to Mike Leake at $8,600. Well, we got uh, Luis Severino. Uh, he's he's going to be at home, which obviously uh, not the most pitcher friendly park, but uh, the Royals do have a pretty uh, pitcher friendly offense, I guess you could say. Um, at this point, at this stage in the game, <laughs> that you know they're near the bottom uh, in terms of in in the entire uh, league in terms of uh, weighted on base over the course of the year. They've kind of come out of the basement a little bit here, but they're still 24th this month in that category with a 311 uh, weighted on base as a team. So I think Severino draws a relatively favorable matchup here, but he's at 9,500, whereas Kyle Kendricks is going against an offense that is challenging the Royals for being even more anemic, although the the Giants have been playing a little bit better of late, but they're still well under 300 as far as their weighted on base this month. Uh, so I think Hendricks draws a favorable matchup at home there at, at, uh, at Wrigley. Then we got Rich Hill and Mike Leake. You know, they're opposing each other. I think uh, this, is, this is a very tough matchup to kind of figure out because, you, you know, where is – in most of these other games tonight, the, there's one pitcher that you like a lot more than the other. But I think Hill and Leak arguments can be made for both. So uh, wh- where do you lean in that in that uh, Dodgers-Cardinals matchup between you, Hill and Leak? You know what? I, I'm glad you focused on this one. I kind of led you to it, though. And, and the reason why is because of the point you just made. It's going to be pretty easy to go lean on one pitcher or another in in most of the starts on the board but this is one where it's kind of a coin flip and that's why i'm going there because i figure that there's gonna be low ownership here and Mm -hmm. you've got two quality arms i'm gonna go with rich hill on the basis of the fact that he's he's looked very steady in the three starts that he's come up with but i'm counting big time on the los angeles dodgers offense which despite their uh, their pitcher friendly park has been one of the most dynamic and and productive season to date so that that causes me to lean in favor of rich hill i call it a contrarian pick a tournament play if you will but I'm I'm pretty comfortable making the call because the Dodgers are really good at home St. Louis uh, the offense has been lacking a little bit uh, of uh, for much of this season and they're sure. they've trail the Dodgers big time in a lot of the offensive categories so um, my lean is toward Hill just because of the offensive uh, production that could be behind him tonight and uh, I like your analysis on Severino and Hendricks by the way uh, the Giants offense is another one that falls a little bit short and makes me think Hendricks is another great pick uh, near the top of the board I'm a little uh, uh, I think Severino could be very heavily owned because of also the the, la- the puny attack that Kansas City can throw out there so right. there, there are some easy calls there at the top of the board but you're going to pay for these guys I say why not stick your neck out and and pick the the winning projection of the leak hill matchup and i'm going with hill tonight so that's right my on. rationale john take us through charlie morton i mentioned a little bit about him and julio tehran and then take us into the uh the values down to matt moore at seventy five hundred dollars what do you think about that grouping well morton i i like that matchup uh, a little bit more than than uh one might think because you know detroit has so many big names in uh in the, in its lineup, but it, they've been really uh, scuffling offensively of late. I think they went 17 innings without a run re, uh, recently. Uh, as far as teams this month are concerned, they are third in terms of strikeout rate. They're striking out a ton uh, right now, so I think that that plays to Morton's advantage as as kind of a strikeout pitcher. So I think the double digit strikeouts could be in play there. But as you mentioned, he he still ends up kind of even with the gaudy strikeout numbers, he ends up giving up uh, some runs throughout the course of his outings there it gets a little bit sloppy at times uh so that that scares me off of morton a little bit i, I see the justification there with the, with the high k upside um but i'm probably not using him in any of my lineups uh this evening then we got julio tehran who as you mentioned is the ace of the brave staff but uh dear god he's been so bad at home <laughs> this year like uh, you know he just hasn't figured out how to pitch at SunTrust yet and mm-hmm. you know not many pitchers really have it's it's uh kind of surprisingly become this huge home run haven to, to you know at the start of its uh sort of existence here so now i'm completely off of tehran i'm actually going to use a few pirates in my, in my lineup i plan on uh going that route so off of tehran uh roark going against a mariners team that just got cano back um i think that the the mariners can be a little bit jekyll and hyde with their offense but i'm, I'm just not huge on roark there uh Nolasco, 
he's going against a Tampa Bay team that actually is first in terms of strikeout rate this month. They they will give Nolasco plenty of strikeouts, but I'm just waiting for Nolasco to turn into a pumpkin. Like he's been competent <laughs> to this point in the year, but I mean, at some point it, he's going to get rocked. And I think that that's certainly on the table this evening. And then Matt Moore, uh, you know, it feels like it's a, you know, one step forward, two steps back. Like he'll, he'll have a really nice start and then he'll, he'll throw in a couple clunkers uh, here and there. So, uh, you know, using him against the Cubs, that, that just seems like a, a risky, risky play. Yeah, I, I'm not too intrigued by any of the guys in this grouping, but I will say something contrary to what you did. I'm, I'm on Tehran a little bit in this range just because of the mastery that he's had against a number of Pittsburgh bats, and I think I'm going to go the other side of that equation, picking a lot of Atlanta bats uh, to back him up tonight. Uh, in, in terms of my lineup, I expect that they're going to tattoo the opposing number there in Pittsburgh, who we'll get to in a little bit, Trevor Williams, one of the uh, lowest-priced guys on the board. So I expect a lot of runs. I think you do, too. I just wonder. I think we disagree on who's going to score more, most of them tonight. <laughs> John, let's take it down to the below 7,900 and the rest of that board, uh, including the aforementioned uh, Williams. There's some guys that I will definitely stay away from, but are there any diamonds in the rough here tonight that could be some really good tournament plays in your mind? Yeah, you are really uh, playing with fire if you're, if you're using any of these guys below the 7,500 threshold. I mean, Hellickson, I'd probably like his stuff the most out of out of this grouping, but uh, you're not going to use him against Colorado. I mean, you see how Colorado is surging right now and what they did to the Phillies uh, last night. Uh, Martin Perez, you know, I, I like his stuff a decent bit, and I think the Boston offense hasn't quite found itself yet, but... Uh, when Chris Sale's going on the other side, you you know you just worry about Perez getting any sort of run support whatsoever. Um, Gusellman, uh, I just don't I don't trust his ability to go deep into a game at this point. Even even in a you know easy matchup, I mean, not even Matt Harvey was able to get uh, past five innings uh, last night, and I don't think Gusellman is quite on the same level uh, as Harvey there. So I I have my doubts about Gusellman. And then Trevor Williams, who I've, I've seen pitch uh, a handful of times this season, and uh, it gets ugly pretty fast sometimes there. So I think uh, you you are uh, in the right mind frame in saying that the Braves are going to be able to scratch uh, several runs uh, across against him. Yeah, in this range, John, the only name that I, I think I might be mildly interested in is Tanner Rourke. The the uh, Seattle Mariners on a four-game losing streak, and the, I think American League teams are at a big disadvantage when they go to National League parks. We don't talk about mm-hmm. that too much in interleague play. It forces them to really mess with their lineup. They're talking about putting Nelson Cruz in the in the field there. Uh, that could be an interesting <laughs> thing. So uh, something to watch for in that game. But, but I like the Washington offense backing Rourke in this one, and Seattle could be at a bit of a disadvantage because uh, they, they can't put the dynamic lineup that they might as dynamic as they might like to think. Uh, it's one of the middling offenses, but certainly penalized tonight because they're playing in that National League park. So sure. that's our look at the pitchers. If you want to go anywhere other than the names uh, that we mentioned and stay on the bottom of the board, that's to your own peril. I hope you wear a hard hat because <laughs> I can see each of these guys getting shelled, John. So I'll oh, stay yeah. away from them too. Let's move, uh, move on. Before, before we do, we want to give a nod to our friends at FanDuel and remind everybody that, hey, man, we're having a lot of fun with FanDuel this year. And uh, John, you had some great success most recently. I'm struggling to find my groove, but uh, hey, uh, we're enjoying the play. It's uh, new this year. There's a, an upgraded experience. There's there's contests that start every day, but there's also late swap contests. You can edit your players right up to the start time of their games. And there's no more worrying about that late lineup scratch or a sudden storm in terms of the weather that we talked about earlier uh, being a factor. There's non-late swap contests that's still available. There's updated scoring where, hey, if you pick the right pitcher, a quality start gets added to his total if he goes uh, into the game, deep into the games and you have more control over their performance and more value comes out of their good performances for you. There's a friends mode where you can create a league for your friends. Uh, there, you can choose the days you play each week. There's contests that will be created automatically and there's a leaderboard even for that all-important bragging rights. If you don't put money on it, it's nice to see your name at the top of the board, but hey, I wouldn't like to be at the bottom if, if it was bragging rights in our group at roto yes, sir. there's a lot of guys that can really <laughs> talk the trash john uh, <laughs> now in terms of your experience you've had some pretty good success here uh, this year uh let me let's talk about that john you what are you doing to, to be so so strong uh you know it, it really it it 
it is the the day by day basis, but you gotta you gotta look at certain trends. You gotta look at. Um, I think it's especially important looking at looking at uh, like batting order trends as far as you know when you're kind of uh, looking beyond your obvious guys that you, that you're kind of building around. I think you know that you know say someone someone is injured and oh all of a sudden this guy is all of a sudden uh, batting second against right-handed pitchers and he gets a righty today. You know like that's something to kind of focus in on. So I I tend to to. Um, not use the most expensive pitcher on the board today. I am going to, um, because I think that he, he will have a lower ownership than, than you'll usually see for tournaments. But I tend to go, uh, to the middle tier as far as my pitchers are concerned, except for last week, uh, with Jacob Turner, just cause he was like $5,000. So that, that almost felt like a, you know, like a bingo free space. And even though he, he didn't do particularly well, it allowed me to, to load up on batters to the point where I was still able to cash. Uh, so, you know, you just got to kind of weigh your risk and reward there uh, as far as uh, your pitching is concerned. But I think generally uh, you do need to kind of nail nail uh, your pitching selection. No question. That's the key. It's like in hockey. If you don't get the goalie right, you're kind of screwed. So get the mm-hmm. pitcher right and you got a shot to be in the money. You've been doing it with some great consistency. I might just uh, jump on board tonight when we get to our fan to play for, for our staff. We'll see. <laughs> uh, and so we remind everybody to have the... Uh, all the fun that fantasy baseball has to offer at FanDuel you can be sports rich sign up today go to FanDuel.com slash RW there's a special offer for new users deposit today and you get a free six month RotoWire subscription plus five free entries that's up to $50 in value try to try a variety of sports on FanDuel that's FanDuel.com slash RW all right partner let's get into our position by position picks starting with the catchers top tier all right, so we're looking at kind of our usual suspects here. Gary Sanchez at home going against Kansas City and Jason Hamill. Hamill's given up multiple home runs in each of his last two starts. I think he's given up six over his last four starts in total. So he's a guy that can definitely give up the home run ball. And Gary Sanchez is obviously a guy that can provide it. So uh, you got to like his chances there. You are going to have to pay up for him at 3,700. So you, it's going to be tough to have like a sale uh, Gary Sanchez combo to, you know, when you're starting to build your lineup there. Uh, Buster Posey checking in at 3,600. Uh, I mean, I can never argue fully against using Buster Posey, mm-hmm. but my, my only my only real uh, rationale is that I'm, I'm I tend to go uh, much cheaper uh, at the catcher position. It, guys like Sal Perez, obviously a fine option. Alex Avila, uh, kind of surprisingly, he's at 3,300 uh, right now, and uh, he's he has a great floor as far as your catchers are concerned. I, I think that uh, his 40 point game from the other day is a bit of a fluke, but he's a guy that's putting together. Uh, quality at bats pretty much every time he steps in he's one of the more reliable uh, hitters on Detroit right now and he's hitting uh, in a favorable spot in that lineup so I think that he's a nice guy that you could probably pencil in for you know low double digits and feel pretty decent about it uh, and then you got Yasmani Grandal uh, going against Mike Leak, but Grandal's hitting 452 over the last couple of weeks uh, so he's been he's been absolutely red hot and I think that uh, below that uh, Evan Gaddis uh, is a bit of a trap in my opinion. I know he's probably going to get the start with McCann uh, out with the concussion, but uh, I just think that uh, Gaddis isn't providing the power that many were expecting uh, this year. Yeah, and I, I agree with that sentiment. And I'm looking for power in this spot, and I'm, I don't mind paying up in this range for a couple of guys you mentioned, Avila and Perez. They're at the top of my wish list tonight if I can fit them in. Uh, Perez is on a real power tear with four homer, four homers in the last eight games, and he goes against you mentioned a pitcher who, who tends to serve up the long ball in Severino. You mentioned that with uh, the other uh, one of the other matchups, and uh, this Perez matchup feels like the same thing. Sure. Avila has been a hot, an on-base machine. Uh, He's he's pretty consistent that way throughout much of his career. He'll, he'll walk a lot, but he's put, uh, comparing that with uh, really top-notch uh, hitting prowess so far this season that I didn't expect. But uh, I, I see that that has been chance. surprising. Yeah, that has a chance to continue tonight against the aforementioned Charlie Morton, who will give up the base runners. So I really like that call as well. So there's plenty of good options at the top of this board. Uh, do you feel the same way about others that are say below the three thousand dollar threshold from Tyler Flowers? Flowers uh, to Matt Meters and Derek Norris on down. Uh, I do like Tyler Flowers a decent bit. You know, as you mentioned uh, with the, with the Braves, I think that we're going to be talking about a lot about this game uh, a lot as we go through our position by position here. I think Flowers is certainly a guy to consider. He's I think he's riding a five game hit streak. He got the night off last night for that sort of marathon. 
uh, three-hour rain delay game in Atlanta last night. So I imagine that he's going to be in the lineup. And with that, I like his chances against Trevor Williams a fair bit. I think Matt Wieters uh, similarly draws a pretty favorable matchup, uh, and he's in a, you know in such a dynamic lineup. Uh, I think that helps his cause as far as you know uh, having ducks on the pond in front of him or potentially being uh, driven in once he does get on base. Uh, Hedges is a guy that uh, obviously boomer bust. You're going to only use him uh, in tournaments because he's pretty much. Uh, you know, if he's not homering, then he's probably going to give you a zero. Uh, unfortunately, Cameron Rupp's a guy that's, that's been, uh, I've kind of found my way into some luck with, with, with Rupp, uh, throughout the season. I, I lucked into a, a three run shot from him on Friday that helped me cash in one of my tournaments. So, uh, he's a guy that I like a little bit. And then, uh, Mike Zanino, I think is my, uh, like tournament, uh, catcher of the day checking in at 2200, just got recalled. He's a guy that, that needs, it seems like every season he needs to get sent down and then he needs to start crushing bombs at Tacoma. And then they, he comes back up and like, if you can catch him in that, in that like miniature hot streak that he's like bound to go on and he started it last night, he homered and I think his first game back, uh, then I, I certainly like his chances a little bit. And that, you know, it's not like he's going against a Scherzer or a Strasburg. He's going against Roark. who's one of the uh, weaker links of that nationals rotation. So 2,200, I think Zunino is definitely worth, uh, worth a dart here. Well, and I'm going to say a couple other guys that fit, fit that description to a T, Kurt Suzuki and uh, Francisco Cervelli on the opposite sides of the same game. We're going to target this one all day long, I think, John. And we didn't share mm-hmm. these notes before the broadcast, but Suzuki's on a power tear, which is rare. Uh, and you've got to ride that when you've got somebody in this range. Uh, I think you've got to take a flyer on him to fit him in and allow some of the big boppers to join you in the lineup. So you've got a shot mm-hmm. at a guy who's waving a hot stick against a pitcher who could really get shelled today. And I think the same could be said on the other side of the equation with Cervelli, who's another guy who's an on-base uh, uh, kingpin at the defen- uh, catcher position, always among the lead leaders at the end of the year. And against a struggling Julio Tehran, you made the case earlier on that he's not on the top of his game, and Cervelli might be a reason why that continues to be the case after tonight's play. 2700 and 2500 uh, $100 respectively for these guys. I think if you're in tournaments, you, you can go... go uh, go well with either one of these picks in a tournament place or circumstance john we go over to the first base position and there's some big boppers at the top of this list who are well known anthony rizzo miguel cabrera are you playing or fading either of these two top uh, options at the first base uh probably gonna fade them the way that it's kind of interesting the way this uh slate is kind of shaped out because of uh the teams that are going uh in the in the earlier part of the of the day uh, kind of erase those uh, some of the elite options off of the first base that you know usually we'll see five or six uh, first baseman priced above four thousand. But here the highest one is Rizzo, and he's going against a left-hander. He does not have good numbers against lefties to this point in the year, and he's only hitting two forty against righties. Uh, adding on to that, so kind of waiting for Rizzo to get going, and I will continue to wait for that. I'm not going to uh, use him tonight. Uh, Cabrera against Morton. Cabrera, you know, just one of the most professional hitters. I can never really blame anyone uh, for going after him but i think uh that this this tier uh under 4000 uh like between 3500 and 4000 is a little bit more interesting to me i think will myers against gaselman uh is certainly warrants some consideration and let's see um i also like logan morrison uh he's going against nalasco uh ops in close to a thousand with 11 home runs against right-handed pitchers this season i mean that's pretty that's those are some pretty serious numbers there um mark reynolds his price has gone down uh he hasn't homered in a while but he's going against hellickson uh he's given up multiple home runs in three of his last four starts so i think those guys kind of jump out to me uh from that group but i I think that you might have a few other guys that that jumped out to you john do you have a camera in my room here today because you're you're absolutely yes, leaving it just beautifully wide open for me uh hanley ramirez and ryan zimmerman are the two guys in this range that i would like to talk about ramirez for his part not matching the numbers that he put up last year but one thing is is for sure this guy absolutely destroys lefties and there's a struggling martin perez who will be uh on the mound today so i love that matchup and that that's the one that screams out pick me to 
tonight. And you can and my one B to Ramirez is Ryan Zimmerman. What can you say about this guy? He's had an amazing start to his season this season this year with the power numbers there, the averages there, and uh, boy oh boy, he's he's hitting lights out. And I'm really sorry that I didn't accept a trade offer in one of my fantasy leagues for this guy at the start of the season. Oh man, I'd be uh, really running away with things just because his of his numbers being so lights out. And uh, I said that I'm on Washington tonight in a big way. This is one of the reasons why uh, Zimmerman for me. So for me, it's Ramirez and Zimmerman that really has, uh, lead the pack in terms of first base options. John, let's take it down to 3,400 on down to 3,000. There's a bunch of other names here that might be worth mentioning. Uh, you know, uh, Tommy Joseph is, an, is another guy from that Philadelphia lineup that, that warrants some consideration. He's, he's actually quietly uh, put together a pretty strong month of May here. Uh, he hasn't homered in a few days, but, you know, he's going against Chatwood. I think that that game uh, is due for a good good bit of runs there. So I think Joseph makes some sense. Uh, I'm probably not using Mitch Moreland uh, uh, this evening as a left-handed batter going against left-handed pitcher. So that, that kind of spooks me off of him. Uh, a guy like Eric Hosmer, uh, you want some power potential out of your yeah. first base. And yeah. I know that Hosmer homered recently, but at the same time, like he just doesn't offer that same uh, pop that, that most of these other uh, first basemen do. I think that uh, this tier, I'm sort of avoiding it. I, I don't really like uh, most of these names here. I'm either going to, you know, try to save elsewhere to, to, uh, you know, pay up for for a guy like, like you said, like Hanley or Logan Morrison or Will Myers, or I'm going to drop down to below 3000 where I think that they're, there's the real value at the first base position. Well, I'm, I'm not so shy about Hosmer tonight. I'll say that just because of Severino's propensity for the long ball. And Hosmer has some power. He's not in the elite class of some of the other first basemen, but I like the fact that he's on a bit of a, a hitting tear. So uh, consider that aspect uh, for what, what it's worth. $3,300 for a guy who has collected multi-hits in, in several of his last 10 games. I think four in his last nine five in his last nine it looks like have been multi-hit efforts and there's been a couple of long balls sprinkled in there for what they're worth but to your point there are some elite options and there might be some cheaper ones i'm curious to know where you're going to go bargain hunting here john below three thousand dollars again going back to suntrust park i got i like josh bell a lot tonight at at 2800 on the pirates going against tehran uh you know, yeah. speaking of Tehran, a 10-5 ERA with eight home runs allowed at home, you know, in like 24 innings or, or something like that. So uh, he is getting absolutely shelled. Um, and Bell, Bell, Bell's swing from the left left side of the plate uh, has so much power to it. I mean, he, I've seen him launch balls, um, you know, over the right field seats out in Pittsburgh. So I think that he's able to do uh, that sort of thing uh, here tonight. And then on the other side of that, uh, Matt Adams, who's kind of Lee, kind of uh, finally been freed. He got dealt to the Braves over the weekend after Freddie Freeman uh, went down with a broken wrist. And I think Adams has kind of been itching for regular playing time. He was kind of blocked in St. Louis with, with uh, Matt Carpenter moving to first. Uh, but now Adams is playing regularly and uh, he's really making the most of it. I know he uh, went yard uh, last night. I think that that's certainly possible again against Trevor Williams. So I think that he's only at 2,400 too. So his price hasn't really caught up to uh, my expectations for, for what he's uh, going to be, you know, by later in the week or so uh, once he strings together a few really strong games here. So I think 2,400 for Matt Adams, if you really want to, uh, you know, go counter to what you generally do as far as your first baseman strategy goes i think that he makes some sense here and another uh, tournament play that might be fun i'm going to add chris carter the names that you mentioned he's got homers in the last two days and he's pitching against jason hamill who's been absolutely dreadful we haven't mentioned him uh, in these matchups yet but i think we probably will in a couple others uh, down the list he's one in five with a 620 era that's just brutal numbers and <laughs> and uh, Carter's got the hot bat, so when uh, he's a very streaky power hitter and, and could extend that streak uh, based on this matchup tonight. So there's some food for thought. Value at the top and at the bottom of the board, not so much in the middle, according to both of us, John. Uh, over at second base, uh, we're going to talk about a lot of guys in this range too, but let's start off with the top top guy uh, guys. There's two of them at the top here, Jose Altuve and Daniel Murphy. 
I feel like Murphy is is a bit of a steal this evening. He's going against Sam Caviglio. Uh, he's a right-hander, and obviously Murphy uh, hitting from the left side of the plate, but he can he can hit uh, either-handed pitcher. And you know he's he's a guy that's got twenty-plus points in three of his last uh, five games here. Um, and also, you have to uh, factor in the uh, the notion that the Mariners. Uh, Gaviglio, he's probably not going to make it particularly deep into this game. I see him maybe getting two and a half times through that order. Yeah. And then you get to the Mariners bullpen, which is the worst in baseball. And that's, that's hard to say because or that's uh, tough to do because, you know, as an, as an Orioles fan, that bullpen has been a nightmare of late since Britain went out and the Mariners are somehow even worse. So, uh, you know, I think that there's a lot of quality at bats to be had for Murphy in the nationals this evening. So I really like him at 3,900. If you know, if your way you're lining or constructing your lineup kind of works that way for you to pay up for your middle infield spot. Yeah, this is a, this is a night where you might want to put one of these two guys in if you can fit them. Normally it's a position that I kind of fade in, in terms of getting power from the corner infield or some of the outfield guys, but tonight this is a, this is a chance to get two guys who are perennially in the all-star discussion and they get both get favorable matchups so that's, that's why they're at the head of the pack. Up next you got Robinson Cano who's coming off a bit of an injury situation right. And he was 0 for 3 last night. I'm going to fade him in that matchup, John. I don't know what you feel about him, but why don't you tell me your thoughts about Cano and some of the other guys down to the $3,100 level? Well, I, I think that I, I'm on board with you. I know, I know that I mentioned that Roark isn't the strongest of the Nationals pitchers, but you know, Cano working his way back from that quad. Um, it might take him a little bit to, to really kind of regain his form, uh, you know, and what was really unfortunate about it was he was really starting to, uh, before he went on the DL, he was starting to really, uh, click, uh, Ian Happ, uh, you know, he was sort of the value darling last week or the, you know, since his call up, you know, when he was under 2,500 and, you know, he's almost like your bingo free space, but now he's 3,500. I don't love his matchup against uh, Matt Moore very much, so uh, I'm probably off of Ian Happ. Starling Castro, uh, he's just uh, extremely reliable. Yeah. Uh, so he he's been a, a guy that you know when I when I can't make up my mind on a second baseman one way or the other, I usually kind of just find a way to get Starling Castro in because I know I'm going to get at least a decent return uh, on investment there. Uh, moving down. Uh, the board a little bit. I like LeMahieu at 3,100. I think he makes a good bit of sense going against Hellickson, betting in the top third of that lineup. And, you know, uh, he's not a guy that's going to, that's going to get you a ton of, uh, uh, power numbers here, but I mean, he's a guy that that's starting to get on base. His average is coming back up to where you expect it to be. Uh, and I think that the Rockies are going to scratch against or scratch across a bunch of runs tonight. So I think LeMahieu is a really nice value at 3,100. If you're going above 3000 at second base, I'm going to go with the veteran names that you mentioned, uh, starting Castro foremost among them, John, uh, the guys put up some decent, really good numbers so far this year. And he gets that favorable matchup against that, uh, not so good pitcher that I highlighted a minute or two ago. So I like to mention him, but I also want to mention the Boston Red Sox middle infielder, Dustin Pedroia. He gets the favorable matchup against uh, Martin Perez. I think he's going to be in for a long night, the the Texas lefty. And uh, Pedroia will be part of the offense that makes his night a miserable one at $3,200. In addition to the names that you mentioned, LeMayhew, too, is another one who leaps off the page for me against what I thought was going to be a much better Philadelphia uh, pitching staff. It's not working out that way so far. So LeMayhew, Pedroia to me and Castro uh, are the are the solid picks in this range uh, along with the, me- the others that you mentioned uh, down below we're going to couple come across a couple other names here surprised to see a couple of them in this range John really when we talk about uh, some of the people below three thousand uh, dollars who might be among those players for you um the first one that really stood out to me is Brandon Phillips. Um, he's a guy, he's checking in at 2,700. Uh, this is obviously a smaller sample here, but you know, sometimes you're, you're just trying to catch lightning in a bottle. And, uh, so he's hitting 429 with a 1223 OPS over his, over the last week. And again, once again, he's going against, uh, Trevor Williams. So I think that there's a lot to like about, uh, Brandon Phillips as far as this game. Uh, generally, uh, I, I've liked the way that Whit Merrifield has been playing 
thing, but I don't like him against righties. I think I'm only going to try to use him against lefties. So maybe that's something to consider next time that, you know, you get the, the Royals on a slate going against the Southpaw. I think Merrifield is a decent, you know, kind of value uh, second base option there. Um, what do you make of Rugnet Odor being at 2200? <laughs> I mean, like, you know, he, he's kind of, you know, we always see like the cores bump. He's getting the the sale discount here He's, well, he is on sale i'm waiting to see a good one i'm waiting to yeah. see if he actually shows up in the lineup because i started to look for around around for their head-to-head matchup since i don't like odor and i wanted sale to throw one in between his ears uh, <laughs> tonight fair. so uh, but they haven't faced each other i think uh, it bodes well for Weird. people to, to keep an eye out for this uh, this lineup when it does come out because it might not feature odor uh, since it was it's that unfavorable lefty versus lefty thing sure. i mean Sale's been killing everybody, righty or lefty, it doesn't matter. But Odor really struggles against the Southpaws, and so this might be an opportunity for him to take the night off. So really a case where the, the salary might, uh, might uh, be reflective of the fact that uh, he might not even show up tonight is what I'm right. thinking. But uh, further, in addition to that, I'm surprised as all get out to see a guy like Cesar Hernandez in this yes. range of $2,900. I mean, the numbers on the season are certainly there, but when you start to look at the game logs, it's been kind of feast or famine for this guy, and he's going into this one with only one hit in his last three nights. I'm, I'm surprised by, by the inconsistency, inconsistency that he's shown, but he gets a chance to get off the schneid against a very hittable pitcher in Tyler Chatwood, who's having a, a rough go of it so far this season. So I think it's an opportunity for people to to go the contrarian route if they go this, this deep into the position. Plug in a guy like Hernandez. He's an all-star caliber player who's averaged 10.5 mm-hmm. fan duel points per game. So uh, I find that uh, among uh, all the values down here, this guy might be one of the best ones uh, to fill out your lineup. So in addition to the names that you mentioned, John, again, food for thought at the bottom and the top. And, and even in the middle this time around at second base, a position where I normally punt it, but uh, there's, there's good options here top to bottom. Sure. Uh, at the third base spot, we got a couple of guys at the head of the class well above the field. Uh, Chris Bryant and Nolan Arenado. Uh, again, the question to you is player fade uh, these hot-hitting third basemen. Uh, I am probably off uh, both of these just just because, I mean, if I'm using a cheaper pitcher, then I could totally see uh, targeting uh, a guy like Arenado and then uh, using another uh, Rocky, either LeMayhew or, or, or a cargo, you know, guys that are hitting near him in the lineup. And then uh, I think you'll get into uh, Chuck Nasty, Charlie Blackman a little bit later on. I mean, he's been unreal. Yeah, um, so, I mean, I, I love the Rockies lineup tonight. Um, I'm just... I'm having a hard time with the way I'm lining up my order or my lineup uh, to fit these these type of guys in. But I think I would choose Arenado over Bryant. And then, unfortunately, I'm just kind of bitter that we don't get Arizona on this slate because every night I always have like at least one lineup with, with a Goldschmidt and Lamb stack like every single time. And it's been I mean, it's so money what those guys are doing out in Arizona and last night against Dylan Covey. Same thing. I mean, they, they returned value in their first at bats each so i mean that yeah. i'm just mad that they're not on this slate but um yeah. gives a chance <laughs> for other other players to shine john exactly exactly <laughs> so, so you know moving down the board um you know because of the amount of day games plus the injury to justin turner there's a pretty steep drop off right. here almost a thousand dollars down to eduardo nunez uh checking in at 3300 Jed Jerko, he's had he's off to a really strong start this season. He's actually hitting a little bit better against righties than he is against lefties. So going against Rich Hill, not totally sure how excited I'm going to get about a guy like Jed Jerko tonight. Uh, but at 3,200, Moustakis, I think, it might be worth a little bit of consideration. He's a lefty that's going against a, a bit of a fly ball prone pitcher at Yankee Stadium. He's got eight home runs against right-handed pitching. So that that's more power than I tend to expect out of Moose at this point in the season. So I, I think I like him uh, the most of, the, of this kind of like non-Arenado plus 3,000 guys. Yeah, I'm not going to disagree with you at all. I, I do want to add the name of Michael Franco, though, because anytime you're pit throwing a, 
throwing a bat against uh, Tyler Chatwood, who's struggling the way he is. And Franco hits for power. He's got the RBIs to, to back up uh, a play at $3,200. He's got 28 RBIs already this year. Uh, been kind of hit and miss already this season, but this lineup, uh, this opportunity against Chatwood is a chance for him to right himself and uh, pick, pick up some more ribbies. So why not throw some money that way if you're so inclined? Below the 3000 threshold, there's a guys like Jose Reyes, Nicholas, Nick Castellanos, and Josh Harrison, Evan Longoria. Any of those guys tickle your funny bone, or are you looking elsewhere? Oh, let's see here. I, I do like Harrison just by virtue of him hitting in the top third of the lineup. Of you know, If I'm getting a ton of Pirates exposure here, I think Harrison is certainly a guy that I'm going to consider. Uh, let's see. Uh, I know that you're always a Longoria guy, so I'll, I'll let you, uh, <laughs> you know, give, give your spiel on him. And then also uh, Chris Taylor. At 2,800, I think he's a trendy name right now, and I imagine that he could get into the lineup either uh, in the outfield or at one of the uh, infield spots uh, because Jock Peterson uh, left last night's game uh, pretty banged up. So maybe Taylor will get a start out in the outfield, but I prefer to use him against a lefty more so than a righty. He absolutely uh, mashes lefties, um, but again, his numbers are a little bit more uh, human against righties. Still pretty solid, but but um, not not like awesome for dfs purposes necessarily right but uh, i like the productivity that we're getting out of him uh, over the season and and really uh, a guy that i would like to try and fit in if possible those numbers don't lie on the whole and uh, you mentioned longoria tonight tonight where i'm on him i haven't mentioned him at all this season i've been good that way i guess <laughs> ricky nolasco is a guy that he's tattooed over the years and so i like that matchup a little bit and uh I mean, it's limited numbers between the two of them, to be sure. But Longoria is a guy who, who I think is overdue for a big game. He's got some multi-hit efforts on his slate, like five of them in the last 10 games. And so I like the fact that I'm getting him at a time where I think he's been uh, better than he has much of the rest of the season. The average is not where uh, he'd like it to be. But certainly, most recently, he's been upping the ante. And, and that's why I'm on him tonight, John, to be, sure. to be quite honest streakiness is a big part of the the way i go in terms of setting my lineups as you know and he's on a hot one right now at the shortstop position the top man on the board is day-to-day with an illness that's carlos correa so we'll probably be fading him won't we and uh, yes. that takes us down to uh cory seager gene segura who's been a revelation in seattle i thought uh, i was tipped off that he wasn't going to fare well in this lineup but boy oh boy he's right at the <laughs> top of the ladder when it comes to to the, the league batting stats and uh, so that's why he's up there john do you like either of these two names or do you are you going to look a little bit lower down the board yeah anytime that that i see seager at, at that mid 3000s price point I, i'm always very tempted to use him especially when he gets a right-handed matchup here um, so at, at home at Dodger Stadium. So I do like Seeger a fair bit. And then, uh, you know, Gene Gene, the hit machine, I think is what they're calling him in Seattle. And uh, I think that he certainly uh, makes a bit of sense going against a guy like Tanner Roark. So I think you're you're getting, you know, top of the line production uh, for for, you know, at this position for really not that much at thirty six hundred. So um, depending on how you're making it, I think that uh, either of these guys uh, make some sense. Uh, Xander Bogarts, uh, Trey Turner, Didi Gregorius, all guys that, that uh, you know, have a lot of upside. I think Trey Turner, as we always say, is super dangerous once he gets on base. And I think that uh, both of us agree that the Nationals uh, getting as much exposure to them as possible uh, is going to be a good strategy this evening. And Bogarts against uh, Perez, I think, makes uh, some sense as well. And Gregorius, uh, not a ton of upside in my opinion, but there's a there, he provides a really nice floor. I think he's he's almost always good for a multi-hit game. Yeah, I'm I'm agreeing with you on Segura and Bogarts. Uh, those are the top two picks I I see in that range too, John. For all the sa- same reasons you suggested, let's move down and see if we can find some contrarian type picks from Trevor Story at 3,300 down uh, to the rest of the page here and in, uh, in this uh, grouping. Uh, I think Tim Beckham is a guy that makes a little bit of sense at 2,900. I wish he was a little bit cheaper, but go, again, going against Nolasco, I think the Rays are sneakily uh, a really nice team to, to load up on uh, this evening. Uh, but below below that, I think Alexi Amarista makes some sense, uh, you know, provided that story's still out. 
Um, I think Amarista, he bats in the bottom third of that lineup, uh, but it's against Philadelphia. You know, you're getting some Rockies exposure for for very cheap, and Amarista's had a few games where he's absolutely gone off, and, you know, he's been a part of a lot of winning lineups, uh, you know, since kind of coming back up uh, with the Rockies here. You know, several games in double-digit points, you know, even highlighted by like a 35-pointer uh, the other week. So uh, I think that Amarista is a really, really nice value at 2500 You'll need to check that he's in the lineup, but if he is, uh, I like Amarista the most of, among my value sh- uh, shortstops. You know what? I'm going to add the name of Dansby Swanson. He's hit safely. The f- the young phenom in waiting hit safely in 13 of his last 15 games. I think he's starting to figure things out. And uh, at this low price point, I think I'm going to jump on him, given the favorable nature of the matchup that we've been highlighting over and over in this uh, what should be a slugfest here. Let's move mm-hmm. it over before we finish it up to the outfield position, John. In terms of the premium options above the 4,000 mark, there's the same uh, usual suspects. Uh, who among them uh, shine? for you yeah again it's this really is the the usual suspects i mean trout is just uh, you know even for mike trout he's playing out of his effing mind right <laughs> yeah, now exactly it's, it's just unreal uh harper hit one so far last night i didn't even quite see where it landed out in right center 170 so, feet i mean it's just, yeah it just disappeared <laughs> into that like chasm thing out in right center where they just have nothing at nationals park i don't i just like couldn't believe what I was seeing there. Yeah. Uh, so de- definitely like both of those guys. Um, moving down, I'm probably probably not huge on Mookie Betts tonight. Like it, you know, I think it, any night he's probably fine, but uh, I think that there is a significant drop off uh, between the guys like Trout and Harper and him. So then moving down the board a little bit, I like a guy like Charlie Blackman or Michael Conforto or Corey Dickerson. Uh, all three of those guys are very, very appealing to me. Blackman uh, had had multiple home runs last night, right. as did Michael Conforto. Conforto uh, gets it, you know, draws a matchup against the Padres, and he's just so locked in right now um, at the top of that order that I, I really, really do like Conforto, probably the most amongst my expensive outfielders. But any of those three, you really can't go wrong between Blackman, Conforto, and Dickerson because Dickerson, uh, he's kind of regained his power stroke from from like the 2014, early 2015 when he, when he was on the Rockies. He was sort of lost last year, but uh, now he's now he's back, and it's been really awesome to see. I'm very happy for him, and I think that he's a guy that's definitely worth considering against Nolasco. I'm going to highlight Blackman as well. This guy's been hitting out of his mind uh, for the last several weeks, and also Aaron Judge. What can you say about the rookie uh, phenom? You didn't mention him. You left him for me, and he gets the favorable <laughs> matchup against a pitcher who's not going so well. I think he can hit a mistake uh, another mistake uh, pretty far tonight so those are two guys and i'm also gonna be watching nelson cruz very closely in this one i think he's gonna be so ticked off that he's gonna want to hit one nine miles tonight too if he gets uh, particularly if he winds up looking bad in the field he'll he'll be angry guy and (laughs) uh uh, could be a motivating factor (laughs) Uh, if we look below the four thousand range we got a couple of injury notes jay bruce and Jonas Cespedes will probably not be in in lineups along the across the board uh, right. And uh, we'll look at the la- names like J.D. Martinez, Cody Bellinger, Matt Kemp. Let's talk about him a little bit. I, I know I will, John. Anybody yeah, else? Yeah, floor's yours. Anybody, no, no, anybody else that you want to take before I, I go on? Every, you know, last year when I mentioned this guy, Matt Kemp, it was lights out for, for his performance. Uh, uh, so uh, I expect a big night for him uh, tonight. But I want you to t- touch on some players here. Okay, I, I think that J.D. Martinez, since he's been back, has been you know close to automatic. Uh, people are scared to pitch to him, so he's getting tons of walks. And then when they do uh, take the risk of pitching to him, he's probably hitting, hitting one of them out. So Martinez, uh, certainly worth considering. And then Brett Gardner is having just an absurd month of May. 356 with a uh, 1.155 OPS, seven home runs for Brett Gardner in May. I mean, I, that he might not ever have a month like this again in his career. So, uh, why not, you know, keep that going against a guy like, um, against a guy like Jason Hamill tonight. So I think Gardner makes a lot of sense. There's a, there's really a lot to like about this tier, uh, of outfielders. Outfield is just completely loaded tonight. I think even moving down a guy like Cameron Maven on the other side of that Rays game, uh, he's been leading off and he's been having some, you know, a lot of success out there. So if he gets on base, you know, you got like a red hot Mike Trout behind him. So I think Maven is also a good play. 
Yeah, that Pittsburgh-Atlanta game, I'm all over Matt Kemp, as I said. The guy's got 14 hits in his last nine games, two homers, nine RBIs along the way. Uh, the hot stick, I got a close look at him for four days when he faced the Jays, and boy, oh boy, he was trouble for them, and uh, he's continuing to wave that hot stick. Aaron Alter for Philadelphia is really having a, uh, a beautiful start to his season against Colorado and a favorable pitching matchup, another guy in this range who I think could light it up big time in addition to the names that you mentioned. John, let's go bargain hunting in the center of the outfield position a little bit uh let's see uh moving down here a little bit um a guy like randall gritchick uh, is is a decent play here uh curtis granderson against a right-hander i mean that's the only time that you're going to use him but i think this you know this certainly fits the bill i think the mets uh are a team that i generally don't target in dfs but uh on a day when they're on a week where they're facing the padres uh i think that they uh suddenly uh draw some appeal there uh tommy fam has been pretty solid since since uh returning uh, or since kind of being called back up uh by the by the cardinals as well um so moving down and then a little bit uh i like adam frazier he's above uh, 3000, but I like him as well. And then Ricky weeks, uh, has a really nice, uh, batter versus pitcher, um, uh, support behind him. He's 11 for 24 against Ricky Nolasco with four extra base hits. So I really like Ricky weeks a lot as well. Yeah, I'm going to take a look at a guy like uh, Odubel Cabrera, believe it or not, uh, mostly because of the matchup here. This guy's hitting below his his pay grade, but I think he's got to turn it around, and this is an opportunity that screams out. But more important and more prominent and more likely for me as part of that Atlanta stack, I'm going to throw Nick Markakis into my lineup tonight against Pittsburgh. And at $2,900, this is a guy who's got a great on-base percentage going throughout his career, and uh, he packed some power into his uh, stats last season. We haven't seen that this year, but again, this guy is a hit machine, an on-base machine. I expect him to pile up some points in a game that should feature a lot of scoring. So for $2,900, I expect to hit pay uh, pretty early in that matchup tonight, John. And that brings us to our uh, look at uh, the lineups that uh, that we put together. But before we do that, I want to hear what uh, the Optimizer has in store for us, John. Let's change it up a little bit. Go to the Optimizer first and tell us what uh, what it shows. All right, so our Rotowire uh, uh, optimizer uh, with no uh, sort of added filters. There are there are the filter feature now that you can kind of uh, kind of change the way you want to see uh, the optimizer. But this is our our standard uh, output for the day. We got Rich Hill um, as your pitcher. Again, that the lefty with a high strikeout potential there. So you got to like that. Uh, Jonathan Lucroy, uh, Mike Napoli. Uh, Rugnetto door at second base so it it's kind of going a little bit it's kind of zigging where everyone else is zagging as far as uh you know using some texas uh, hitters against chris sale it's a uh, it's a bold strategy we'll see how it pays off um, <laughs> and then we got uh chris bryant so paying up a little bit uh at your third base spot trey turner bryce harper again getting some exposure of that nationals lineup uh against gaviglio and the mariners and that bullpen uh, then moving down, we, we're going to have George Springer and then Carlos Gonzalez of Colorado, who's been kind of like a, a great value play. His price has been hovering around 2800 and 3000 for seemingly forever, but he's actually been starting to hit over the last two weeks. So I like I like the cargo pick a lot yeah, as the, well. The optimizer certainly fit in some uh, big dollar guys there uh, in addition to the pitcher uh, and uh, went really cheap on a few others. But uh, I caution you against a guy like Odora Napoli. That's that might yes. be going way off the board in in those two (laughs) positions so be very wary uh uh, for me my optimizer i think going forward is is one guy named john mckechnie so i'm anxious to hear what you put in for your lineup tonight john (laughs) all right let's see here all right uh my computer brain has spit out a chris sale to start out with uh at catcher mike zanino again uh just trying to uh hope uh, hedging on that power uh, potential there. First base, Josh Bell. Again, that just ridiculous swing from the left side of the plate going against a guy that has been a pinata at home. Uh, <laughs> Brand- Brandon Phillips at second base. Uh, Anthony Rendon at third base. We forgot to really mention him, yeah. but he's a he's a cheap way of getting some Nationals exposure right. there. Um, jo- uh, Jordy Mercer was initially there, but I, I'm, I'm going to flip that to, to Amarista of the uh, Rockies. Uh, same price of the 2500 And then as my outfielders, uh, Adam Frazier of the Pirates. He's been leading off. So, again, heavy, heavy in on the Pirates. 
Uh, Michael Conforto uh, at 4,200, just love what he's been doing. He really looks like he's the best player on the Mets right now. And when Cespedes gets back, he will be. But, I mean, Conforto's been awesome now that he gets to play every day. And then uh, uh, Ricky Weeks, uh, again, just going going a little bit bargain hunting there. But that, that BVP uh, really stood out to me, so I'm going to go with him as well. Absolutely. And I made the case for each of the guys that I'm going to put out there. Rich Hill, in terms of that uh, tough call in, in that game, I'm going with him as my pitcher. Sal Perez uh, hitting up a storm for Kansas City against a, a very home run friendly hitter uh, pitcher like uh, Severino uh, and tonight for the Yankees and Hanley Ramirez for me mashes lefties that one screams off off my list uh, pick me pick me as I said and I'm hoping that Han, Hanram goes nuts tonight Cesar Hernandez another guy who I can't really figure is is uh, Priced at twenty nine hundred dollars, I'll I'll go on him for that price tag, and I like I like the hot streak that Longoria is on. Another value play at twenty eight hundred dollars. Dansby Swanson, the the rookie's figuring it out. Twenty eight hundred dollars too low for him, so I'm going to go on that. It allows me to go a little bit heavy on the offense at outfielder, and that's why Matt Kemp gets in there. And uh, hang on to your hats, folks. I was three for three last year when I picked him in uh, in my weekly calls, and he went nuts. Uh, some of the top performances of the season when I called him. So I'll watch for that trend to continue, hopefully. Charlie Blackman, he is a guy that has been on the top of the leaderboards on daily fantasy play most recently, riding the hot stick there, and I'm filling in my lineup with Nick Marcakis, 2900 bucks. Like John, it. before we go off the air, uh, you know what? I'm getting used to these new metrics, learning them, uh, in addition to what I normally lean on in terms of old school stuff, stuff like batter versus pitcher pitcher but now we're hearing stuff like exit velocity and BABIP uh, and now I'm adding that to the construction of my lineup do I any of these stats uh, do it for you are you leaning in in these directions or others when you construct your lineup oh uh, yeah I think exit velocity is one that that uh, is you know kind of new to the game as far as how much it's being emphasized but uh, I mean if you go on baseball savant uh, you can really just kind of uh, go down the rabbit hole and, and really find, uh, you know, any number of amazing stats to, to kind of back up, uh, your, your thought process or, or to kind of change it. You know, it's like, Oh, I really didn't think this guy was getting squared up the way he is. I think that he's about to, you know, pay for it, you know, that sort of thing. So I think that exit velo, uh, does, does paint part of the picture. Um, I think a, a pitchers, you know, weighted on base allowed. I think that that's something that, that I always tend to look at. Um, and then, you know, there are so many other stats to help with, with uh, you know, batters. And then, you know, as we mentioned last week, the weather is also something, you know, as far as your DFS uh, is concerned, I think that's something to always consider as well. Well, we kind of consider ourselves an opportunity for our listeners to go down that rabbit hole, John, and, and we go into detail on some of the other stuff across the board uh, as we construct our lineups. We hope we've given our listeners value. I know uh, every week you bring it, and uh, you're forcing me to raise you my as well. So I'm, I'm loving working with you uh, again. And like uh, a fine place to stop uh, this week, John. There you have it. Uh, to our listeners, I'll remind you to follow John McKechnie at Johnny McKex. I'm Paul Bruno, who you can follow at Statsman22, and we wish you good luck with your FanDuel picks. Come back to listen to our pods on a daily basis to get an edge on the competition. So long, everybody.